This is the Rocky Mountain Review Podcast. I am your co-host, Gabe Peterson. And I'm your other co-host, Julia Badalese. This is the Rocky Mountain Review, the live news show that airs 4 to 5, Tuesday and Thursday, on KCSU that is turned into a podcast. And this is what you missed this week. Today, we start off our show with an interview with Samantha Yee from the Collegian, and we talk about the evolution of the Fort Collins Residential Parking Permit Program. We move on to local news as a man suspected of homicide in El Salvador was arrested in Fort Collins, a story on a car that crashed into a home in Fort Collins. And finally, for local news, Jeff Sessions is currently being sued by a 12-year-old girl who wants to legalize medical marijuana nationally. For national and global news, we have a story on the Poland White Nationalist March that took place on Poland's Independence Day. After that, we have a story on Trump's comments about Putin while he was in Southeast Asia. Finally, an update on the Iranian earthquake that took place on the Iraqi border. And our roundtable discussion this show will be focused on the lawsuit that Jeff Sessions is currently facing. And we will end our show today with our music segment by Abe Martin and sports by our sports reporter Bjorn Larson. You are listening to KCSU Fort Collins, streaming online at kcsufm.com. I'm Julia Badalise. And I'm Gabe Peterson. And you're listening to the Rocky Mountain Review. Welcome to the Rocky Mountain Review. I am Julia Badalese, one of two co-hosts. Two co-hosts. Two co-hosts. <laughs> it's should, almost Christmas, I think. <laughs> it's almost Christmas. So I was about to say, I was like, that would have been so good if it was Christmas time. I'm one of your two co-hosts. <laughs> um, I'm one of two co-hosts. And uh, my other co my other co Oh, no. Gabe Peterson, I am here. How are you guys <laughs> my doing co-host. today? My co-host. We are joined in studio with J.D. Layton, our national news correspondent. I'm always here to deliver those good news. Well, that's good. Thank you, J.D. We are also joined in studio with Samantha Yee. How are you, Samantha? Uh, I'm good, Gabe. Hi. Hey, hi. How are you? <laughs> um, so we actually have an interview today with Samantha. Um, yeah, we're going to start off right with that, actually. Yes. Um, you did a... Um, article, I think it was yesterday, on the, um, help me out, parking the RP3, program. The RP3, Residential Parking Permit Program. Right? Yeah. Um, do you want to just kind of explain uh, what that program is? Yeah, so the RP3 program was started in 2013 in response to some of the neighborhoods. They were, they were upset because a lot of CSU students were... <laughs> parking in their neighborhoods in order to get free parking in order to you know not pay for permits on campus but that caused a lot of like safety concerns and just like over occupation on those streets so they went to the city with those and the city created rp3 and now that program has been spreading across the 10 different residential zones with three more zones on the way and they've also made like special stadium zones this year for like um especially for game days. So is that is that like when like freshmen have to move their cars like during game day is that part of the program or is that a separate entity? Uh, I believe it's a separate uh, entity because the ones where freshmen move their cars I think that's on campus, yeah, right? Okay. Yeah, so this is off campus in the different neighborhoods. So it's like zoning where you can park in the neighborhoods basically. And there's three more zones on the way, so I mean it's increasing every year. So every year, like, each new neighborhood gets, like, a uh, parking permit program or whatever? 
Yeah, basically, um, the neighborhoods themselves, they can decide when they want this program. If they're feeling like too many cars are outside cars are coming in, they can apply for it. So almost like every month they could get a new. And how so. would, how would uh, somebody apply for their street being residential pro parking permit? Okay, so it's like block by block, like an entire neighborhood essentially. And as long as I believe you have to get a petition of at least 10 people who live in that neighborhood who would be affected by RP3 to approve it. And then if the city sees that your streets have like a 70% occupancy rate, so it's like 70% full at most times, then they'll have a voting with the actual residents and at least 50% of the residents have to participate. And then if it's a majority of those 50%, then they will implement an RP3. And does it look like that's been happening a lot then? Does it look like, I don't know, it's been growing pretty quickly that people have been doing this? Um, yeah, I, I can't say for sure about like the rate of it, but okay. they're trying to make it faster actually with fast tracking. That way, say like one neighborhood does it, then the city will also ask like the adjacent neighborhood if they also want to vote to like add it in. So it'd be like two neighborhoods at once. Okay. Is there any uh, backlash from like students or people who live in those areas who don't think it's a problem or who like the program or are there people who oppose the program? Yeah, there are a mix of like all of those at the at the city meeting I went to. There were people who were in the program who like really approved of it and that it definitely works. Like it clears out non-permitted cars by a lot. But then the problem is like people in the neighborhoods right next to them who don't have the permits, the students will just like move to that empty one and they'll walk a little farther or they'll like bring their bikes and bike. So the residents like just outside the RP3 zones believe that, you know, the people who got the zoning pushed the problem onto them. So there's been some backlash there. Hmm. And you mentioned uh, Lorson. What was, what was that person's name in your article who said that, you know, even if you do put these permits around campus, people are just going to park further away and they'll walk. So he, he's kind of in opposition of this a little bit, I think. Oh, um, so there was like Seth Lorzen, a yes. city city planner. And so he, he gave like this presentation about how the city is like addressing those problems. And he noted the phenomenon of that, like shifting how people find parking, but also that the city was addressing that by just making a very large radius of like plan to zone around CSU and hopefully, you know, just keep pushing it out farther until, until people stop moving to find free parking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, with the parking permits on campus, what are they, $600 for people to park here? So I feel like, um, the universe because it's not the university it's the city who's implementing this parking permit program right yeah they uh, they work very closely with the pts here like the parking and transportation services of csu just uh, just trying to like how do you manage the students and pts's solution is to push more of the alternative transportation just get fewer like, drivers in general bike buses and like you know carpooling and whatnot yeah yeah exactly Okay. All right. Well, I think that's going to conclude our interview. Thank you so much, Samantha, for coming on. Um, we're actually going to be going into our local, national, and global news just after this break um, to give you a little bit of a taste of that. We'll be talking about Jeff Sessions and how he's being sued by a 12-year-old. and um, That will be our roundtable discussion today, yeah. actually.
And um, we're also going to go into um, some stuff with Trump. He's over in, uh, it was Eastern Asia, I think? Southeastern, Southeastern Asia. Asia. Yeah. Um, and um, some protests going on in Poland with the uh, Poland Independence Day this past weekend. Um, anyway, stay tuned. You're listening to the Rocky Mountain Review, only here on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. Welcome back to the Rocky Mountain Review. I am Julia Badalise, one of your co-hosts. My co-host is joined with me, Gabe Peterson. Yes, hello. Um, and we have our national news correspondent, J.D. Layton. What's up? I feel super weird because I'm in a very strange spot in the studio. You could have moved. I know. You're you're <laughs> all the way over at Mike Fort. Threw us off. It threw you, me off, actually. Do you want me to move now? I can. I mean, no, do we okay. want to hear no. the shuffling of your papers as you run across the room? Not really. And you look better behind the monitor, <laughs> so... Oh, that's so cool. Oh, you're so mean. Look better with the lights off. <laughs> oh. oh, God. We're so mean to JD. Poor I JD. Know, but we love him. Uh, I know I'm a beautiful man. <laughs> All right. We're going to get into local news. Uh, first off, I'm going to throw it over to Gabe for uh, things. <clears throat> yes, <laughs> thank for you. News. Thank you. An El Salvadorian MS 13 gang member was arrested in Fort Collins this past Friday. According to the Coloradoan, Aniel Romos, a 36-year-old man, is accused of stabbing a Morgan County woman in the leg earlier this month. The incident happened on November 4th in a moving vehicle when the woman was stabbed with a screwdriver in the leg. The woman eventually escaped and reported Romos. Law enforcement found Romos in the 3600 block of Manhattan Avenue and arrested him without force. He is arrested on suspicion of kidnapping and first-degree murder. After investigators searched Romos' house, they found falsified documents with fictitious names which raised suspicion. They then enlisted the help of the United States Marshals and Homeland Security. The Denver Post reports that after researching these documents, they eventually identified Romos and tied him to a homicide in El Salvador. Acting U.S. Marshal for the District of Colorado, Andrew Smith, said that the United States Marshals Service is thankful for the partnership of ICE and Fort Collins Police Department in this arrest operation. A violent gang member and offender who committed a heinous crime has been brought to justice. That's a crazy story, too. The dude stabbed her with a screwdriver. I'm pretty sure he tried to shove her in his trunk, too, before she got away. Yeah, she That's crazy. He ran her over, too. Yeah. What the? <laughs> this is... <laughs> He's speechless is really what it is. Really seriously. What it is. Absolutely. Genuinely. Okay. Yeah. And um, we're going to send it over to JD. Got a car crash in Fort Collins. Yeah. Fort Collins police arrested a 19-year-old Fort Collins man after allegedly driving his car into South Fort Collins' home on Friday, November 10th. Coloradan reporter Alicia Stice wrote, The man, Dylan Salas, was arrested on scene on suspicion of violating a restraining order and bond conditions, driving with a suspended license, reckless driving, and prescription container violation. The house was located on 6105 Constellation Drive on Residentials Road, that have 25 mile per hour speed limits. Pooter Fire Authority officials are assessing damage to the home. The road was closed while police investigated. Oh, Who thanks, drives Judy. cars into houses? I don't know. Somebody with prescription painkillers in their car, I guess. <laughs> Dude, it's the opioid crisis. We're it right is. back at it. We're right <laughs> back at it. Right uh, back into the came, conversation. It just came full circle. Yeah, I don't. We don't actually know if it's opioid. No, we don't. I'll just, yeah. I'll just yeah. say that. Anyways, Are Julia. Are spreading fake news? No, oh no. God. That's why I clarified. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, 12-year-old is now is now the face of a lawsuit against Jeff Sessions over the U.S. Controlled Substance Act. Alexis Bortel has suffered from a serious form of epilepsy called intractable epilepsy since she was seven years old, according to Calhan Rosenbalt of NBC News. She tried all of the medications on the market designed to help her, but was left with two solutions to alleviate her seizures, brain surgery or medical marijuana. In her home state of Texas, medical cannabis is illegal. The Bortel family left their home and moved to Colorado so Alexis could undergo this form of treatment and, with the help of THC-based medication, has kept her seizures at bay for three years. However, since marijuana is a Schedule One drug under the U.S. Controlled Substance Act, Alexis cannot take her medication on federal property or visit her family in Texas without her parents running the risk of losing custody over her. This is why she, along with former NFL player Marvin Washington, Army veteran Jose Bellin, and six-year-old boy from Georgia who suffers from Lay syndrome named Jagger Cote, are suing the attorney general. Dean Bortel, Alexis's father, told NBC that, quote, she just wants to be like everyone else. Along with Alexis's attorney, Michael S. Hiller, the case claims that the Controlled Substances Act is unconstitutional as it pertains to marijuana. Dean Bortel says that the act, which dictates federal drug policies, forces Americans who need medical marijuana to uh, to forego their national citizenship for citizenships in states where they can be treated with impunity. Attorney General Jeff Sessions has taken a hard line in the past on marijuana, promising to revoke the legalizations in states like Colorado and Washington. Neither the Justice Department or the U.S. Drug Enforcement Agency have commented on the lawsuit as of yet. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, that is also going to be our discussion for Roundtable, so, so we will say nothing about it. Yeah, will no nothing. words will be uttered at this exact moment. <laughs> Other than tune in and if you want to call or text. Yeah, if you want to call or text in uh, for that discussion, that'll be coming up in about 10 minutes or so. That, um, that number that you can call or text into is 970-491-5278. Uh, feel free to join the discussion, of course. Anyway, we're going to go over into national and global news. I'm going to flip it over to JD, and we're going to talk about some Trump news. Of course. Who doesn't love a little Trump in their life? Me. Well, that answered that question. <laughs> President Donald Trump is taking criticism for accepting Vladimir Putin's word that Russia did not meddle in the U.S. election, reports Scott Newman of NPR. The president met with Putin during the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Summit in Vietnam, where, according to Trump, asked Putin several times if he actually engaged in tampering with the U.S. election. According to Newman, Trump stated, I believe that he feels that he and Russia did not meddle in the elections. As to whether or not, I believe it. I'm with our agencies. This represents a shift from Trump's earlier calls of fake news and towards acknowledgement it might have actually happened. Republican Senator John McCain has called the president's trust of Putin's word over Russian involvement in the election, stating, There's nothing America first about taking the word of a KGB colonel over that of the American intelligence community. McCain went on to say that Vladimir Putin does not have America's best interest in mind and to think otherwise jeopardizes national security. <clears throat> Ooh. Ooh. I mean, for sure. I definitely understand where uh, McCain's coming from. Yeah. I, I, I think Trump's just being a little naive about it, honestly. Hmm, are we surprised? No, not not necessarily. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm really really hammered down on Trump today. You're really not into it. You're not thought, feeling it. I thought you were going to say I'm really hammered. And I was like, no. whoa, <laughs> whoa <laughs> we're on air right now. This is not happening. Lock her up. <laughs> Quite sober. All right. Over to me. Yeah, yeah we'll send it to, to Gabe. Yes, yes. For global news, 
Iranian officials have raised the death toll to 530 people after an earthquake struck Iran close to the Iraqi border this past Sunday. The Guardian reports that over 74 people were injured in the earthquake that hit several major cities as well as a thousand villages and provinces in the area. The earthquake was recorded as a 7.3 magnitude earthquake, and as The Guardian reports, Iranian, Iran's government struggled to shelter all those affected, and some are still sleeping in tents or in the open air without any food or water. Majority of the deceased came from the town of Sarpoli Zahab, a town located 10 miles from the Iraqi border. Serious questions have been raised regarding the construction of building in the areas affected that have been destroyed or partially destroyed following the earthquake. Iran's first vice president, Ishak Jahangiri, said many of these buildings were part of an affordable housing scheme implemented by the previous president, Mohammad Ahmadinejad. Sunday's earthquake is the deadliest one in the last decade. <sighs> oh, God, the earthquakes. Yeah. They keep hitting. It's ridiculous. It's like you, you look at the devastation. Like, if you've seen any pictures, there's just, like, these people out with no buildings or structure. And it's like, as the nights get colder, yeah. it's like, that's going to be rough. Well, it gets really cold. Yeah. And I, night, like, freezing temperatures. For sure. But that's, like, what they said, you know, they're, the construction's under question. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, JD, you're going to finish us off with uh, uh, national no. news? No, oh, actually, Julia. Julia is. Oh, my uh, gosh. No. In my notes, no. it says Poland, but I know it means Poland. <laughs> Poland. Poland. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Poland celebrated its Independence Day this past weekend, and what should have been a celebration was easily overshadowed by racial insensitivity. 60,000 white nationalists marched in Warsaw, Poland this past weekend, waving banners and chanting anti-immigrant phrases. Matthew Taylor from The Guardian reports that this is an annual event held by a far-right group. They could be heard chanting, quote, pure Poland, white Poland, and, quote, refugees get out. Taylor also reported that the state television TVP did not call out the extremists, but instead called this a, quote, great march of patriots. From The Washington Post, Avi Selk reports that 45 counter-protesters were arrested. Uh, Politico reported that this counter-protest began in 2010 and began quite small, but has grown from a few hundred individuals to tens of thousands of people. Selk also reported that in 2015, quote, the conservative law and Justice Party took power in Poland, fueled in part by anti-immigration politics. And since then, most of the protests have been, quote, fairly peaceful and large, this year being no different. <clears throat> Oh, God. Well. I I honestly did not know that this was, like, a thing that's been going on for years. What? Um, yeah. Until I looked it up. Because um, I guess, what, this is, like, the seventh year now? Yep. I mean, um, there's a lot of uh, nationalism in Europe, especially, like, you see in Eastern European countries. I want to say it's Bulgaria, but it might not be Bulgaria. Uh, so don't quote me on it. But they've got, like, <laughs> dude, they've got such anti-immigrant sentiment. And it's, I don't know, it's just wild. Because I feel like we always we're always, like... I don't know. Anytime something like that ha- would ha- ever happen in the U.S., I feel like there would be such a huge controversy on it, and it would be a pretty big deal. I'm just surprised that it's still like a thing. Yeah. That there's still like that many people that are, you know, against immigrants. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's different. I mean, we don't understand like what is happening in Europe and whatnot. So, because we don't see as many influx of people that, or refugees as European countries do. Yes. This is true. This is true. This is true. We have a big ocean in the way. <laughs> the pond. <laughs> the pond. Across the pond. Anyway. Um, Can we rename the Atlantic just directly to the pond? <laughs> no, but I mean, like, that's what I've been calling it for years. <laughs> <laughs> what is the Atlantic Ocean? It's the pond. <laughs> the thing we learned about in third grade. 
Anyways. That was a real good exchange there. Thank you. Um, <laughs> anyway, we just finished up our local, national, and global news. We'll be going into our roundtable discussion, which is on Jeff Sessions and how he's being sued by a 12-year-old who uh, would like to make uh, medical marijuana nationwide. Um, if you would like to call or text in at any point during that conversation, make sure uh, to call or text in to 970-491-5278. Uh, we would love to hear your comments on it. We always like to read them on air or if they're not, um, you know, or good for air. Or we'd love to take a phone call. We, we could do that. We could do I that. I have the capability of, of pressing I buttons. have the power. <laughs> I have the power. We have the technology. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back after this quick break. You're listening to the Rocky Mountain Review, only here on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. Student Video Productions is the corporate video branch of Rocky Mountain Student Media. We are a student-run video production team located on the first floor of the Lori Student Center. Our team produces professional video content for clients at a competitive price, with videos ranging from instructional, training, promotional, and even creative. You can find out more by visiting our website at video.collegian.com or by contacting us at svp at collegian.com. And welcome back to the Rocky Mountain Review. I am one of two co-hosts, Gabe Peterson. I'm joined with my other co-host. Julia Bettelis. Julia Bettelis. I said that earlier, Dylan. You don't understand the You don't understand yeah, the Yeah, Dylan's out no of the problem. loop. You're out, out of the loop. <laughs> Which is uh, another thing to mention. Uh, Dylan Simonson, our... Uh, our, our Very pod nice expert. <laughs> yeah, I almost said, yeah, sorry. Dylan Simonson, our uh, pod expert, is joining us for this roundtable segment. How are you doing, Dylan? Pod I'm good. Expert. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I just that's the label. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Label. We can figure it out later. And then well, J.D. Layton would also be here, too. He would. Uh, what is that? Supposed? Like, I'm not welcome in the studio? You're always welcome. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> I see how it is. Yeah. So our roundtable segment today is about um, what is that twelve-year-old girl's name again? Um, I got Alexis it. Bortella. Alexis oh. Bortella. Bortell, not Bortella. Bortell. Bortell. Yes, so Bortell. she is. Is she suing Jeff Sessions directly, or is she yes. suing? Oh, and the U.S. Department of uh, it's Justice. Jeff, Jeff, uh, Jeff Sessions. Okay. And then there's also like a few other people that are also a part of it. There is. Um, Former NFL player Marvin Washington, yep. Army veteran Jose Bellin, six-year-old from Georgia, um, and I want to say Jagger Cote. Is, is the six-year-old? Yeah, the, his name. Okay. Is it, it's probably Jagger. I think one. Mm, I don't know. Maybe. I haven't, I haven't no, Jaeger. seen the name. <laughs> it's always cold. It's Jaeger. Anyways. Um, <laughs> oh, no. I, oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the most important thing to note is, I mean, she has the support of a former NFL player and an Army veteran. Um, supporting her, which is, I think, uh, helpful for her cause. But I think the most important, or not the most important, the thing that stuck out to me the most was when she was in sixth grade, she got advised to either do brain can or brain um, surgery or mm -hmm. take or move to take. Um, uh, is it is it CBD, Dylan, that she's trying to take, or no. is it just uh, oil? Just so hash oil? she's currently taking a THC spray, actually. Okay, it's called. Oh, what is it? Um, Canatol. Canatol. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's a THC spray. Um, it 
From what I read on the hill, it's derived from a cannabis strain called Haley's Hope, which is a 25 to 1 CBD to THC strain. Hmm. So very high CBD strain, but there is going to be some THC in there. Some THC in it. Mm -hmm. So basically she was given the option as a sixth grader. How old are you in sixth grade? 11? 10? It was at seven years old. Okay, so seven. Okay, so then not sixth grade. Just when she was seven years old. Oh, she sorry. Either that's, had when the... she, that's when she started having, I think, epilepsies. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> with, as a young child, as a young child, she was given the option of um, brain surgery where she would possibly be on prescription pills for a very long time and she would be taking prescription drugs or move states and take something that is legal yeah. here that it is proven to benefit seizures. I mean, she hasn't had a seizure in what, a couple years? Ever since we've been here? Three years. Yep. Um, and I think her whole thing is that she like wants to go, she wants to obviously go see her family back in Texas mm -hmm. and she wants, I think she said she wanted to go to college back in Texas, obviously that's in her future, yep. she's 12. Um, but, you know, that's something that she can't really do because she has to have it on her at all times and she can't go to places that won't allow, you know, medical marijuana so yeah that, that's heartbreaking yeah i was reading online that um she's not allowed in state parks she can't go onto the military base where her disney dad world. works can't go to really? disney world yeah isn't that the most heartbreaking thing you could ever tell a 12 year old that they can't go to disney world so because she was just born with something that other people don't have to go through she can't even go to disney world or disneyland or anything like that that's heartbreaking it really that's is a sad one. i think that i think there's only two options in this it's either you have to completely legalize it nationwide or you have to get rid of it completely nationwide i mean you can't have 29 states that have legalized marijuana and then you and then these other what is it 21 places i mean they can't she can't go to well she can go to california but she can't go to disneyland <laughs> or like on federal property and that's heartbreaking i mean you're going to tell a 12 year old kid that she can't go somewhere because she needs marijuana to mm -hmm. cure her disease i mean it's either you, you make it legal or you don't and i think that with 29 states and the momentum everything is going for it's hopefully this lawsuit will help bridge the gap of people who are on the fence and people who are not on the fence what do you think JD uh for me it just seems a bit ridiculous like that like this is even like in question because it's like there's these studies that have like shown that, that it like benefits people especially like with epilepsy or seizures it's like at least like I can understand and not legalizing it rec recreationally. I can I can see the logic behind that, but like denying access to medicine simply because it's sort of affiliated like that. Like heroin is an opioid and we still like have like hard opioids that are prescribed. Like come on, man. Yeah, I mean, this <clears> is you just know. ridiculous. And you know, uh I don't know if Jeff Sessions, you know, specifically has said the opioid crisis is a problem, but, you know, Trump said it's a problem. And even if like Republicans think that, you know, opiates or are a problem, then what's the what's the battle here for, you know, medicinal marijuana? I just don't understand how they can still be against it, especially in a case like this brain surgery or marijuana. Yeah. Like and that, she's mm -hmm. completely fine with mm -hmm. marijuana. Yeah, that, that's that's like a no brainer right there. It's like you risk. No pun intended. Yeah, no. <laughs> Uh, wow <laughs> i didn't even think that through um anyway but that, that's a no-brainer no pun intended uh like you have you run the risk of potentially like damaging yourself with brain surgery or you simply just take like a thc spray and you don't have seizures you don't have epilepsy and you can function like a normal person it's like come on yeah what what are you gonna pick and with like that type of support between like uh like professional footballers like obviously like uh, or like a military veteran, like that's that's a good way to like rally support for it, and they're more uh, like just figureheads for it. But really, the it's like this is 
a little girl whose life is is dramatically impacted by the, by something she has zero control over, and the fact that she's like being limited by uh, like relatively old laws and things like that. Like, come on, man, this isn't the devil's lettuce she anymore. D- yeah, I mean, it, she wants to go home. She just wants to live in Texas, you know, and she can't yeah. even do that because she can't go back. Uh, Dylan, you got any uh, stats for us over there? You got anything? You got, <laughs> any, ex- <laughs> got, anything got any expertise over there to throw the listeners? Um, yeah. So, you know, as you were saying, she just wants to go home. Like, um, one of the main things that they're trying to get from this uh, is they don't want people to determine their health based off their zip code. Um, they want people to be able to live where they want and not be forced to move. Um, you know, moving is expensive. You know, it's not possible for everyone to come here and move to Colorado. We have a high standard of living um, or cost of living. And, you know, these people just want to be able to live where they can afford it and take what they need to survive and be healthy. Um, and like you said, she's she's a normal girl, but at the same time, she's so much more. She's written a book about this. Wow, really? Um, I did not yeah. know that, actually. Well, I feel like uh, yeah. an unproductive member of society now. <laughs> yeah, I mean... The backbone over there the news department? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... She, and their, their main goal is to... They don't believe that they are going to get marijuana legalized from this. They just want the discussion to progress forward more and for us to come that much closer to legalizing. Um and the thing is like part the argument against it is there's not been good enough research done to the point where we know why cannabis helps uh treat epilepsy we only have you know suggestions and predictions um the main one being that it connects to the gpr 55 receptor in the brain which uh, modulates calcium activity and excitability in cells and that's as much as we think it can do. Um, we don't know. But with research continuing, and if marijuana was legalized, we could fully discover these um, reasons that it does help mm. and isolate them and make an even better medicine. Look at you over there, <coughs> expert, calling out the GR55. Um, yeah, do you think part of the problem is, because I know that there's a lot of regulations within uh set in place for like laboratories to even research uh marijuana like you have to go through because uh, it's 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 a you know felony to possess it yeah it's a it's a big process um you know the government recently only just like allowed universities and other research facilities to start looking into it more um the most recent study was done earlier this year and the only thing you know that's not 100 percent great with it is it was funded by, uh, I believe it was funded by Canatol, the, hmm. um, what she's taking, the product that she's taking. So, you know, there's a little conflict there, but other than that, you know, that's the most recent study done. Why do you think there's so much opposition to not legalize weed nationally? I mean, I was reading this article today. Um, it was about, it was like in response to this lawsuit. And like, I guess the biggest thing people say is like law enforcement say, like, especially like uh, the chief of police in Greenwood Village, he was saying that. Um, after the legalization in Colorado, they couldn't, um, they weren't able to go the same speed as the marijuana industry because they still don't know how to test if you're too high driving. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, you can't, they don't know how to test uh, the THC levels and edibles if they find them in your car. So there's still like a lot of backlash on that. But at the same time, um, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. I just don't, 
I don't think that that's too big of a problem. And majority of people who get hospitalized for, and like a lot of people who get hospitalized for like overdosing on weed, if there is such thing as overdosing, is like edible consumption. And majority mm-hmm. of those are out-of-staters. So it's like just people who aren't educated on that kind of fact. And if you start, you know, you get the stigma away from marijuana and you start educating people, then that's when it becomes, you know, you don't have people driving stone. You don't have people ingesting 250 milligrams in an edible that gets them hospitalized for a couple hours because they think they're going to die. Um, it's just, I think education's the key, man. Education's the key to everything, especially when it comes to <laughs> marijuana, because it's not this substance one drug that cocaine and heroin are placed under. It's not the same thing, especially if it treats a seven-year-old girl who has seizures. For sure. Yeah. Um, I believe part of the reason that it's still legal, along with what you said with, uh, uh, you know, law enforcement not being able to determine if you're high while driving or not is... A lot of the industries that marijuana can help replace um, heavily fund our politicians, Mm -hmm. Um, specifically like Jeff Sessions, you know, Uh, opioids, the lumber industry, they all heavily uh, lobby in the political realm and they don't want marijuana legalized because they will lose a lot of money. So it's all about politics and money, too, I believe. Yeah, I definitely think that plays a big role into it. Like, uh, like you can see with doctors like who've been given gifts from uh, pharmaceutical representatives like you definitely mm-hmm. see like a proportion like the bigger the gifts they get uh, the more likely they are to prescribe like opioids or something like that so it sucks it's like there's all this lobbying that goes on that like uh, you know people like us can't really do too much about but I think that this like lawsuit definitely like sort of puts that on the forefront of uh, the American mindset which is a good step forward in addressing these like underlying issues. Oh yeah, absolutely. And like we said, you know, she has a army or what was it? I don't want to say army ranger if he wasn't in the army. He, uh, there was definitely something about an army, a military, you know, military professional. And then, uh, a former NFL player, because even the NFL is having talks with Goodell. Like there's, you know, major support, even Jake Plummer, the former quarterback of the Denver Broncos is heavily, um, for the use of marijuana. Um, because, you know, he says he would take hash oil like after games because he would hurt so bad. And um, I just think that there's so many different outlets of people who want to see this happen. And then you read a story about this sweet, innocent girl who just wants to go home and see her grandparents but can't. I mean, that's just kind of heartbreaking. It's really it's really pulling up the heartstrings for sure. I mean, it, it really is. It's sad. Yeah, definitely. So um, I think Dylan said an important thing. It's just it's who know this lawsuit probably won't pass i mean there's probably no chance but it's starting the conversation for a lot of americans and i think that that is in the right step especially as we go into 2018 and uh marijuana has been legalized in colorado since 2013 or was it 2014 um, new year's day uh it was passed in november uh 2012 it wasn't fully legalized i believe until 2014 okay okay so we're we're getting up there four years now so there needs to be I think it's time to start some research, and then in a few couple or in a couple more years, we can see if it actually treats uh, epilepsy as well as we think it mm. does. Mm. Definitely. And the other thing is, is uh, a lot of these people who are taking medical marijuana for epilepsy are only doing CBD because you know a lot of them are either children, or that's the easiest and only or only thing that they can obtain legally. Um, where this is one of those times where you really want the full plant with all of the other uh, cannabinoids to help uh, the CBD and help each other to reach the full medical uh, potential that the plant has. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. All right. 
Okay, well, thank you, Dylan, for joining us for Roundtable. Really appreciate it. Well, thanks yeah. for having me. I Absolutely. Think, I think that's going to um, end our Roundtable discussion for today. Um, we'll be coming back here in just a little bit with our music and sports segments and, of course, weather. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it's the most important part of the show. Oh, no, your deep voice is gone. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't quite get I know. that range. It's a little It's really disappointing this week. <laughs> um, anyway, stay tuned. We'll be coming back here with uh, your, fav- your favorite segments. Your yeah. favorite. Your favorite segments. <laughs> um, anyway, you're listening to the Rocky Mountain Review, review only here on 90.5 KCSU for Collins. Tribal Rights Custom Tattoo, Piercing, and Body Jewelry is a proud underwriting sponsor of 90.5 KCSU. Tribal Rights is open noon to 10 p.m. on Monday through Saturday and noon to 7 p.m. on Sundays. More information can be found at tribalrightstattoo.com. KCSU thanks Tribal Rights for their underwriting support. Project 3125 provides support for Colorado women and families journeying out of abuse. They provide programs for children, legal advice, financial services, and counseling for you and your Colorado family. Project 3125 gives you tools and resources to navigate out of abuse and help you thrive, regardless of your age, race, religion, gender identity, or economic standing. Project 3125 focuses on education, prevention, and self-sustainability. For more information on giving, serving, or to receive help, visit project3125.org. Project 3125 is about finding a way out. Welcome back to the Rocky Mountain Review. I am Julia Badalese, one of two co-hosts. My co-host is Gabe Peterson. Yes, how's it going? Uh, you know. <laughs> oh, you know. <laughs> um, it's life. It's life. <laughs> and we have our national news correspondent, J.D. Layton, in here today. Mm-hmm. That's me. God, every time he speaks, <laughs> the urge to turn your oh, mic off for fun. That's so cool. <laughs> and, of course, we have Abe Martin in here doing the music segment for today. So, hello. Hey, yo. How's everybody doing? It's going good, Abe. It's good. It's good. That's good. That's great, That's good. That's great. Yep. <laughs> Did you hear his uh, his his music? Her not music. His movie uh, his movie voice last week. No, can I hear it right now? No, because he doesn't have a cold it's anymore. Gone. He had oh. this like beautifully like low voice that was like perfect for like movie movie really? trailers. Like the inner world. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. exactly how it was, and we were like, I made him transition everything. That's I made him so be dope. like, all right, go from the music segment to the sports segment. Go. Go. <laughs> I love that. I think you should just. Just find that voice. Yeah, you guys are smoking you. Marlboro Reds again. <laughs> well, I'll, yep. be the, I'll be the Marlboro man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just get gross real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Hit up Joe the Camel real quick. There you uh, go. We really, we really wanted him to do a legal ID, but he didn't do it in time. So. <sighs> anyway, right. let's get into the music segment. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Not to talk about movie voices. We should have a movie voices segment. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> we can spice up RMR a little bit more. Like, it's <laughs> great. <laughs> But how can you get like Just greater, like, you know? Salt bay a little <laughs> news in. What are you even talking? Yeah. Salt it up, season. Salt bay it up. 
See, yeah. they, they know. A little You're bit of marination. I mean, we it's an old yeah, I'm also a comic relief because there's some messed up stuff going on in the world. I'm here to just... We just talked about weed, just so breathing. I don't know what you're talking about. Although, well, I guess that was a little dark because the girl was 12 years old and she yeah, needs mar- marijuana. Yeah, it's... But weed nonetheless. Yes. <laughs> the whole let's, let's talk about music. Yes. Take away. Music. So, I didn't entirely have something planned. So I you thought. You can't tell the audience that. Hey, I'm an honest person. <laughs> yes, he is. Honest so, soul. <laughs> yes, honest Abe. That's what they call me. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, truth. I got my tap hat on too. <laughs> that's actually a lie. All right. So <laughs> I thought to myself, you know what? It's November. We're very close to December. And that means we're very close to the next year, which is 2018. <laughs> so I was thinking, what were my favorite albums of 2017? And you all can absolutely join the conversation as well. Oh, yeah. But I figured I'd just spit a little rap about. 2017 not actual like rapping but, oh i got know. excited i was fully prepared yeah <laughs> no. like, oh man abe's really got this segment oh, going yeah. today <laughs> <laughs> no nah, i just just want to talk about my favorite albums um i did a top five but the fifth slot is just filled with tied for fifth Almost. Tied for yeah. fifth. so <laughs> i probably should just did 10 but that's besides the point <laughs> so to start it off i really loved mac demarco's this old dog it spoke to me Felt like it was really good. Sad Mac DeMarco is the best Mac DeMarco. Hmm. Was that the guy you said that brought the 90s back that we talked about a couple weeks ago? No, that's Brent Fias, and oh. his album is on this as well. Okay, Ooh. all right. Yeah. We'll just can sit we, back and listen. Can we, guess, can we guess what number it is? Five. What? He just did five. <laughs> you tell me. He just, no, I thought that was... No, he wait, just said what number five was. Way up? Oh, yeah. man. I'm oh, yeah. That's five. Yeah, I'm starting at five. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, number yeah. five. And I'm like, where have you been, JD? Yep. <laughs> I'm going to guess three. That's it. That's all. Okay, <laughs> just, continue, all right. just continue, Eve. It's actually four. You were close. Ah. Yeah, fourth was Brent Fiaz's Sanderson. Felt like it was really good, really vibey. I enjoyed it. Three, going with Tyler Creator's Flower Boy. Mm. Didn't know it'd be that high up for me. And this list will most likely change because I don't know if there's any mm. AAA releases that are going to come out for the remainder of 2017. But. This is just for now. You know, it's just off top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how we do it. Number two, going with Joey Bad Guy with All American Bad Guy. It's not the actual title of the of the album or the artist. But if you know him, you know what it is. Yeah. Excellent album. That took me by major surprise. It's, it's so good. That's my number two, too, mm. actually. Yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling I know what your Allegedly. number one is. Uh, pr- probably not, actually. Really? Is really? it not what I think it's it is? It's probably not what you think it is. Huh. Glad that we're going back and forth about <laughs> yeah. what it might be. It's a little esoteric. Sorry to the audience that if you don't know what's going on. Um, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> that's a normal okay. thing. Hey. <laughs> hey. I'll be the mediator. <laughs> and then number one, Kendrick Lamar. Ooh, He's yep. just Kendrick. Kendrick Lamar's <laughs> latest King album. Kendrick. Yeah. It was excellent, and although it was a little bit too commercial for me, you know, I'm a hipster at heart, so I'm like, (laughs) I don't know if I like too many songs by my favorite artist on the radio. However, it was just good. He he goes to work. He's an excellent rapper. 
excellent artist. I don't think we can even marginalize him as a rapper anymore. No. He's just a straight up artist. <clears throat> Phenomenal. And he's yeah. turning into a cultural icon with he it is. too. I, I actually, he's probably already there. Oh, honestly. Yeah. I mean, even his music videos were pure genius. That DNA yeah. music video. Oh, unbelievable. With those Don Cheadle? Videos. Yeah, yeah, with Don Cheadle and then like those girls in the car and it's playing a different Kendrick song. I was yeah. like, oh my God, what a video. Yeah. <laughs> Very dope. Very dope. And he really... If he wasn't already broken into the mainstream and being a consistent figure in pop culture, this was the album that set him oh, yeah. to oh, that yeah. point. And then I have the honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. I have Control by SZA, mm-hmm. golden R&B right there. If you don't know who SZA is, she's actually a label mate with Kendrick Lamar. Ooh. Excellent music. He's actually featured on that. Mm. Track called Doves in the Wind, very dope. <laughs> Process by Sampha. If you're sad, listen to this, you'll be even more sad. But then eventually you'll feel better because Sampha's voice is just like, what is so good? Well, it looks like we all know what we're doing tonight. Yep. <laughs> we're all sad. You're yeah. saying we're all sad, Gabe? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And uh, a very recent album that just came out about a week ago, Forever is a Mighty Long Time by Big Crit. Little mm. lesser known. He's independent now. He used to be on Def Jam. Make some good music if you like that Southern trunk rattling. Love it. Beats. In the in your in your Honda Civics mm-hmm. or whatever you're driving, that just happens to be what I drive. 2003, <laughs> I love my car. <laughs> she has a lot of character. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, if you like Outkast, if you like UGK, if you want kind of a renaissance of Southern hip hop, definitely check that out. And then there is At What Cost by Gold Link. Felt like that was a pretty good album as well. Mm-hmm. So that's really all I gotta say. And honestly, I've been listening to a lot more 90s and just stuff that isn't 2017 and i hate to be that dude <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's just what's been on my mind as of late and i hope you hope you like the list yeah, yeah. I, I love the list yeah i i just realized while you were talking all of the ones that i that i like but they're not 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 the same music but hey, just like i started thinking of more albums that. that um were really good especially the ones that we like had in rotation that i knew so mm. for sure you want to talk about it I don't have an order for them, which oh. is unfortunate. There's nothing um, wrong with that. I, <laughs> I got I got my list built. I came prepared. Ooh. <laughs> Let's hear he it, has JD. a paper out too. Yeah, he see? does. Let's see it. I told, yeah. I told you you didn't have to be that prepared for this. Yeah, but you like said it and I got all hyped <laughs> and I was like, Oh, I like listening to a lot of music, so I wanna I wanna talk about this. <laughs> all right, go JD. So I guess when I when I found out that this was what was going on, I was like, All right, and so I gotta think about what I listen to the most. And, uh, like, how consistently I listened to it. And it was hard because mm. it's, like, I listened to a lot of stuff that's not out of 2017. And I didn't realize that until I actually tried to figure out what was new. It was kind and of and a tedious I, process. Right? Yeah, it was, it was a bit rough. I, I ended up breaking it down to my top five. And at my number five slot, I put Sylvan Esso's uh, What Now? It's not a particularly great album. It's it's a little electric and poppy, but I also really like to listen to it to work. And I, I keep coming back to it because it's very... Um, smooth to get through and it really helps like in studying at my number four slot I put uh, your old droog with uh, Pax because dude sounds like Nas and like he may he doesn't try and front as like a gangster but he's very New York in, in the way he presents his uh, album and it, it's it's super good with amazing uh, backtracks and sampling mm. in my number three spot I put uh, Lord's Melodrama because like I think Lord, for as big as she is, she's like a very relatable artist and like her tracks, I don't know if she means to be or not, but they seem to cover like a wide range of emotion and, and feeling. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I am Lord. <laughs> I am Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, Lord, it's hard to beat like that. You mean Randy Marsh? Me. Uh, I put uh, Joey Bad Guy's album as uh, number two because, mm-hmm. man, what a journey that is. Like, it, it came out of left field. Like, yep. I've always been a fan, but it was... Um, what a what a journey! Like you can feel the despair and the the sampling is phenomenal. Oh yeah, and like the the message, even on like a first listen through, it's like pretty crisp and clear, and you understand what he's getting at. Mm-hmm. And on my number one album, I put Kurt Vile and Courtney Barnett's uh, collab album, A Lot of Sea Lice, because mm. that is a match made in heaven. Those two weird hipstery guitar playing fools, man, they need to only produce albums together because that is <laughs> phenomenal. Literally, what was that name again? Lot of lot of sea lice, because they're mm. weird. Huh, they're super lice. weird. That's okay. <laughs> like their lyrics are are super weird. They're like, creative all the time. That's awesome. I'm wow. gonna have to give it a listen. It's your yeah, number like, one. I mean, I trust we have it in rotation. Taste. Oh, yeah, I knew that. Uh, <laughs> okay, I think I've I think I've sort of formed my 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 list. Okay. All right, if we're going backwards, I think I'm gonna have to go at the at the bottom at five. It's gonna be the Front Bottoms album, which I know the title to maybe. I don't. It's behind <laughs> me though, which is really upsetting. I wish I could look at it. Um, <laughs> I only because it's a lot different from their previous albums and their earlier stuff was always like kind of odd with their lyrics and stuff like that. But it's they just had like a certain sound and a certain story that I felt like you got from it. Mm. Um, that was like I don't know, just relatable I guess. And this newer one was a lot more electronic, e kind of pop indie sounding, which was a little off-putting originally and then i got into it um especially when i saw them live Mm. um and then i think in fourth i'm gonna have to put sorority noise with you're not as blank as you think you are i know that i know that album cover because i have it on a banner in my room (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um just because it it i got a way bigger insight on the lead singer and just their them as a band in general um, from that album that I didn't really get from their earlier albums. I mean, they their earlier stuff is awesome, but this newer album was just like wild to me. I felt like I just learned so much. Um, and the lead singer went through like a few people dying in like a year. Wow. Um, so I learned a lot of things <laughs> about that lead singer and like how he was feeling about those things. And it was just awesome. I mean, not awesome, but you know what I mean. Um, the result. It, it produced some amazing things. Yeah. The work was good. The tragedy, less so. Yeah. yeah. Tragedy um, to triumph. I think third, I think was, ooh, I think it was Roswell Kid. Was it Roswell? Yes, it was Roswell Kid with, um, I don't remember the name of the album. <laughs> You're killing I it, I saw Julia. them like two weeks ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were um, they were awesome in concert. Very goofy people. Mm. They also have a song. Um, I talked about them actually last week on my show. They have, their new album was like ridiculously weird. And they had a few like instrumentals that were they put like so much effort into them i've never heard like an like a not an instrumental you know what i mean the um interlude almost Mm. like an interlude but it was like a minute and they would put like a ridiculous amount of like effort into them so that they sounded like it was going to be this like amazing song but it's only like a minute and like the word the lyrics were like really odd there was one song that was literally like i think the only lyric was i forgot where i parked the van but it's like this beautiful like symphony of music and i just i think it's hilarious because it's, it's just like i forgot where i parked the van wow but it dude, but it's gorgeous is it um, as good as the silver surfer intermission 
I don't know what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking <laughs> See, about. See, I knew, I knew Ave would and get it. I'm assuming it's not. It's hard <laughs> to I'm beat that. It's not. <laughs> um, in second place, <laughs> you guys chuckling over there. Um, in second place, I'm gonna have K. Flay with uh, Everywhere or Somewhere because that album was beautiful and her voice was amazing yeah, in all of it, dude. She's really outdone herself. Like, start to... For sure. Like, first track to last track. Mm, ah. So crisp. <laughs> Though K-Flay always makes me feel like she's really edgy and she's not trying to be super edgy. I mean, her name's K-Flay. Like, that's that's pretty edgy right there. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of like her name, too. But, her, like, full name was, like, Catherine Flay or something like that. Yeah, so it's, it's just it's K-Flay. Like, she's it's not uh, easy. Born edgy. Bobby Flay's daughter? Born edgy. I was <laughs> just about to ask that, I don't that, think Dave. so. <laughs> Great minds think alike. Straight up, Yeah. <laughs> What's number one? Uh, number one would have to be Manchester Orchestra's album because mm-hmm. heard that a lot. God, Andy, I know I've said you, it a lot. Well, Andy, no, I just like the songs. Like, oh, I, like, I didn't even know who they were until Danny talked about them. And yeah, then... and uh, yeah, no, Andy Hull's voice is an absolute beauty. Anyway, that's to conclude our music segment. Well, let me been... throw. Let me throw. Oh, come on, you're not even going to give uh, I'm not, Gabe uh, Peterson. I don't have a top five. My music knowledge is not up to par with you guys. It's significantly <laughs> fallen off since high school. Like yeah, I was happens. into music in high school and whatnot, but as I've gone through, blah blah blah. Um, <laughs> one album though this year was probably one of my favorite albums of all time, uh, "From a Room" Volume One by Chris Stapleton. Mm. I think Chris Stapleton is probably one of the most talented human beings in the world. Hmm. I love him. And for anybody out there who knows a few songs, just listen to him play acoustic live. I mean, it's unbelievable to just hear his voice. Unbelievable. Oh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> and his wife, who does like the harmony behind him and sings, oh, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's amazing. Wow. And he was here in Red Rocks this summer, and I saw him, and it was probably the best uh, Red Rocks concert I've ever been to. Did best you cry? Best experience of your life. No, I did not cry. I was very excited, You should have. Oh. <laughs> yeah. When Tennessee Whiskey came on, I was very excited. Is he oh, country? Yes. It's like, uh, yeah, it's like country, but he's kind of got like a little bluegrass, like soul kind of uh. thing to him. So, I mean, he does. I mean, he's been a singer songwriter for a long time. Like a lot of big country hits you've heard, he's probably wrote. Mm. So, mm. and then he just turned, you know, solo after he had like a little band. And then, I don't know. He's a cool guy. I would, I would look into him. I, I listen to him a lot. Let's check but, that out. Yeah, but this is uh, the end of the music segment. I think this is the end of the music segment because I did not expect it to go on. Yeah, for that this was long. that was a good that was longer than the roundtable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were a, lot, a little more passionate about music. Oh man, it happens. Pa- yeah. More passionate um, about music than pot. What an interesting thing. <laughs> anyway, that's to include the music segment. We'll be coming right back here in uh, just a minute or so with um, sports. our sports and weather. Weather. Yeah, if we have time. <laughs> weather. You're listening to the Rocky Mountain Review, only here on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. And welcome back to the Rocky Mountain Review. Why? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had to do it. Uh, welcome back to the Rocky Mountain Review. We'll be going into sports because Bjorn Larson is in here, our sports reporter slash sports guy, um, because I don't think I'm set on sports Sports guy. I think it's fake. You're the sports guy. <laughs> anyway. Sports yeah, take it away. There, yeah, uh, I don't think my segment will be as long as the music segment, <laughs> but uh, I'll start Happens. off with... The volleyball team, the number 19 ranked CSU volleyball team, took its first conference loss of the season this past weekend. The Rams took the first set against San Jose State, but eventually ended up losing in five sets. San Jose seems to have the Rams number as this is their second year in a row they have beat the team at home. 
The ladies head into their second to last week of the season with a 25-3 overall record with two matches, one at home against Fresno State and their second at San Diego State. The Rams will look to push their record to 27 wins, their most since the 2014 season in which they totaled 31. The Rams men's cross-country team was recently ranked 8th in the country, tied for its highest ranking ever and best under current coach Art Simmers. The Rams have had four Mountain West Athletes of the Week in 2017, which tied for the most in the conference this season. Included among those athletes are Gerald Mock, Darby Gilfin, Trent Powell, and McKenna Spiller. The cross-country state's men cross-country team wraps up the 2017 season on Saturday, November 8th at the NCAA Cross-Country Championships. A different Rocky Mountain showdown took place over this past weekend. The CSU hockey team faced off against CU in a matchup that was played at the Pepsi Center in downtown Denver. CU ended up taking the title after defeating the Rams 3-0. CSU starting goalie Robert McDonald had 38 saves throughout the game, but that was still not enough to keep the game contested. The team looks to rebound this coming week, this coming Thursday against Central Oklahoma. The Rams football team lost their third consecutive football game as they fell 59-52 in overtime to the Mountain West leading Boise State Broncos. CSU led all throughout the game until the fourth quarter when Broncos scored 14 unanswered points and forced an overtime. Quarterback Nick Stevens threw for 309 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. Michael Gallup, the nation's leading receiver, went off for 102 yards and 11 receptions. The team is back in action this coming Saturday at home against San Jose State, which wraps up their conference play for the year. God, I left when it was 35-10. to 10. I can't believe they came back and won that yeah. game. That's unbelievable. Yeah, I think everyone was kind of expecting a blowout, and then yeah. it turned out not to be that way. Yeah. Isn't Michael Gallup uh, a semifinalist for, for the, the Bolitnikoff? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, huge shout-out to Michael Gallup. What a beast. Dude is a phenomenal wide receiver. Oh One of my the best God. In, in college right now. Oh, I mean, I remember Absolutely. when Rashad Higgins was here, and everybody mm-hmm. thought he was yeah, the best. Man. Oh, my God, Michael Gallup is three of Rashad Higgins. He's yeah. This is the first time a CSU athlete has been in the the semifinals since him in yeah. 2014 actually yeah. cool Fun well fact. i hope he wins it because he uh he deserves every part of an nfl player yeah, yeah he'll be for sure i think they're projecting him second or third round right now wow. in the draft wow. so. nice yeah. nice cool well Sports. thank you bjorn i yeah. appreciate it but you know <laughs> yeah so that's gonna end the rocky mountain review <laughs> you nope. guys know what time nope. it is it it's is time for gabe peterson to don his meteorological hat and read us the weather <laughs> okay the weather all right well okay <laughs> Uh, Wednesday tomorrow looks like it's going to be partly cloudy with a high of 50, low of 32. So it's starting to get chilly every single day now. Uh, Thursday is looking kind of the same. It's a little warmer, though, with a high of 65 and a low of 41. So looks like you can just kind of wear a light sweater that day. Uh, I guess I'll tell you the, the Friday forecast, even though you should listen uh, every four to five Tuesday, <laughs> Thursday for uh, weather updates. No, dude, leave them, leave them in suspense. We'll let them know. Come uh, on. It's going to rain Friday. <laughs> How God. much rain? Spoilers! Ooh, Spoilers. I, I, took, I took the computer away from it. <laughs> Who knows? It could snow. It's Colorado. Anything's possible. Uh, anything is possible. Really? I wouldn't yeah. even be surprised if, like, rocks just started falling down. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Rocks just started falling down? <laughs> it's a possibility. A mountain could blow up. I <laughs> Theoretically. I don't know. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> okay, well, that actually is going to conclude the Rocky Mountain Review today. Uh, thank you all to all out there who listened throughout the thank show. Thank you to all. Yeah, thank you to all. Hopefully uh, you guys enjoyed the show. Um, and we're going to yeah. take a break uh, well, till Thursday. Uh, oh. <laughs> 48-hour break. Why are you like this? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you, Bjorn Larson, yeah. our sports reporter slash sports guy. No worries. Um, and J.D. Layton for coming in here today, our national news correspondent. You're waiting for your title. I live here.
Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Gabe Peterson, my co-host. Yep, thank you very much, Julia. And myself, Julia Badalise. I did good today. Gerd. <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> uh. Anyway, um, <laughs> we'll see you back here on Thursday, 4 to 5, for uh, all your news. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this was the Rocky Mountain Review, only here on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. Boom. Thank you for listening to the Rocky Mountain Review. Today, we had an interview with Samantha Yee and the parking permits in Fort Collins. We talked about the Jeff Sessions lawsuit, and that was the subject of our roundtable discussion, as well as Trump's comments about Putin in Southeast Asia. Thanks to our reporters, Bjorn Larson, J.D. Layton, Seth Bodine, and Raven Color. Special thanks to Dylan Simonson for joining us for our roundtable discussion today. This podcast was produced by myself, Julia Badalise, Gabe Peterson, and Joe Wood. You can find this podcast and more on SoundCloud, iTunes, and KCSUFM.com.